about 10 years ago, I was in the Holy Land and I was chatting with a young Christian woman about her experience of life over there. She was sharing about the everyday challenges that the Christian community faced. Christians were a small minority group and they were, they were quickly diminishing because of just the challenges, the difficulties of life for them. They struggled with a lack of housing and uh, the church was really stepping in in a big way to, to help them with that. Uh, but every day they had to deal with power outages, water cuts, which affected not only their, their home life, but also their business life. It was very difficult for them. But I also remember being really struck by this woman's faith. There was something very real, very practical about her trust in God. She had a confidence and a courage that really inspired me. This woman was a reminder for me that historically the faith and the impact of Christians was strongest when the church was being persecuted. We see this, I think, most clearly in the first four centuries, which was a brutal period for the church. The Roman Empire were, were, were not big fans of Christians most of the time. Many Christians suffered. Many lost their families. Many lost their lives because of their faith in Christ, including, of course, the apostles who Jesus calls today in our gospel. But this was also the time when Christians were most powerful. This is the period where God was able to work so many miracles through his people. It was during this time that the church was rapidly growing and spreading and impacting the world at large. But then in the 4th century, something happened that forever changed the face of Christianity. The Roman emperor at the time, Constantine, he had a conversion to Christianity. And suddenly, out of nowhere, being a Christian was the in thing. Right? Christianity became part of popular culture. Before then, the only people crazy enough to become Christians were those who had genuinely had a hard encounter with the love of Christ. But now... Every Tom, Dick and Harry was being baptised, right? Because it was kind of like the social norm. It brought a sense of, of social security. The church exploded, but it quickly started to lose its fire. It, it lost its potency. Many Christians hadn't actually opened their heart to Christ, and so their religion lacked substance, it lacked, it lacked power. It made no real difference to their life, let alone the world. In fact, often, or at least sometimes, it did the opposite. It brought scandal to the church. Now, this, this cultural version of Christianity has never really left the church. It's still very much alive today. And, and we are all impacted by it in some way. This Cultural Christianity tends to encourage a faith that is very self-centred. It's all about finding our own happiness, meeting our own needs and desires, which of course reflects the, the like, emerging Western kind of culture that we're living in. Yeah, We no longer tend to place value on family and community as it once was. But now it's all about the self. What is best for me? What is best for you? You exist for me, not me for you. 
that's the kind of prevailing mindset of our Western society, yeah? Cultural Christianity tends to present a faith as a kind of evacuation plan. It says, hey, here is what you need to do if you want to get your soul out of earth into heaven. Right? And it usually involves doing all this kind of religious stuff. Here's how you find your bliss. But that's a long, long way from the vision of life that Jesus presents to us and, and which we're reminded of today in our gospel. Today we hear, hear the first words of Jesus in the gospel of Mark, right? The very beginning of his ministry. This is the first thing he says. So it's going to be significant, right? He says, the time has come. The kingdom of God is close at hand. In other words, saying, get ready. Be expectant. God is about to do something really sovereign, really profound in your life. Yeah? And then he tells them how they can get ready. He says, repent and believe in the good news. This, this word repentance is really important. It, it, the word behind it is metanoia. Yeah? And, and, and metanoia really, um, at the heart, really means going beyond our mind. Yeah? It's, it's about changing the way that we think. Ultimately, metanoia is, a, um, is about a radical reorientation of our heart opening to a whole new vision for life. That's what Jesus is getting at. Repent. Open up to a whole new way, a whole new possibility for understanding life, what you're called to do, who you're called to be. You see see what Jesus is doing? At the very beginning of his ministry, he's making it clear that Christianity is not an evacuation plan, but it's a transformation plan. It's a journey of being changed deeply, A change that not only impacts us, it's not just about us and our bliss and our happiness, but but it's a change that that impacts the world beyond us. St. John Henry Newman was famous for saying, to live is to change and to be perfect is to change often. See, it's not our religious performance, but it's the changing of our heart, the changing of our mind that gradually opens us up to the kingdom of God, to this reality of heaven that Jesus puts before us. Now, when I think about change, what do you think of when I talk about change? What is it that you think of? I'm assuming most of us are probably thinking about moral change, yeah? Okay, Hmm? to change, I need to make better choices, more moral choices. And that change is important. Very important. But today, the readings remind us of another fundamental change that needs to take place if we really want to open ourselves to the gift of God. And to put it most simply, the change is from I to we. It's from what can I take from this world to what can I give to this world. That's what God is instructing Jonah to do in our first reading today. That's what Jesus is inviting Andrew and Peter and James and John to do in the gospel today, to move out beyond themselves, beyond their own preferences, to fulfill the purpose that God was calling them to. Now, this, of course, as we probably know, is a theme right throughout the scriptures, the call of God on our lives, a call to move beyond our needs our own interests, our own desires, to to, to move beyond our comfort zones, 
to be willing to leave our nets behind so that we can make ourselves available to play our role in the bigger story. The reality is that we often struggle with this, don't we? Because it's hard. It's hard. It's hard because we're all wounded and we all have a void we're desperately trying to fill, which tends to keep the focus on us, yeah? This idea of giving ourselves to a bigger story, to sacrifice, isn't very attractive to our, especially to the insecure parts of us, right? It's not very inspiring. As Father Cam was saying last week, this call beyond ourselves only makes sense when we start to experience perfect love. We see that gaze of Christ. The truth is that God does the metanoia. God does the change in us. He does it through the gift of his love, yeah? As we encounter the love of Christ poured out for us, a love that, that's, that went beyond itself, God um, helps us to understand in his love, in, in the experience of that love, we start to understand who we are truly and, and who God has created us to be, how he's created us to live. When the love of God captures our hearts, we realise that we are all interconnected. We're all part of a whole. We're all part of this one bigger reality. St Paul spoke about it as the body of Christ. He says we are all one body and we all have gifts and roles and resources to bring to the body. And he says when we do that, when we realise that we're all interconnected, we all bring our part, we all play our role, he says two things happen. Firstly, we all uh, come to know Christ more deeply. And secondly, he says we become more like Christ. Which, which is heaven. That's, that's heaven, yeah, becoming like Christ. What Paul is saying here is that no man is an island. That, we, that when we play our, our role in the bigger story, when, when we're obedient to the voice of our conscience, to how we feel God is, is calling us to contribute, then yes, we personally benefit, but so does everyone else because we're all connected. And likewise, when we fail to be obedient to what God's calling us to do, yes, we suffer, but so does everyone else. Here's how I understand it works. Playing our role in the bigger story is like adding another piece to the puzzle. Each contribution we make strengthens the connection and the unity of the body of Christ. And it's in that unity that God shows up. God is love. God is unity. God is communion. And so when we serve, when we go beyond ourselves, we we foster unity. We foster communion. We foster connection. And that's where God shows up in our life and does beautiful things. That's how I think the gift of intercession works. When we pray for one another, what's happening is we're... we're how does it work when we pray for, another, pray for someone? How does God... Well, how I think it works is that we, we, we're fostering communion with them, um, unity. And so we're, we're providing the environment for God to show up. That's why following the voice of conscience, doing God's will, can be so hard... So hard, so painful sometimes. 
but yet at the same time so satisfying and so transformative. So at the start of this new year, I want to invite you to consider one way, I mean, there might be many ways, but just one, one way that God might be inviting you to repent and to go beyond yourself. Ask God, what is one contribution this year you're inviting me to make to the body, to the bigger story, to the bigger picture? Maybe it's a different way of showing up in your family life or in your neighbourhood. Maybe it's a different way of, of being with your colleagues at work. Perhaps it's, it's a contribution that God's calling you to make here in our mission, in our parish here at St Benedict's, one of our many ministries. It really doesn't matter what God is inviting you to bring to the bigger story, whether it's big or small or special or not special. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that we bring it. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.